Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 144. Today I get to share an amazing interview I got to have with the author, witch, priestess, artist, Heron Michelle. She wrote a book called Elemental Witchcraft, A Guide to Living a Magical Life Through the Elements. She tells us all about her book, the process in which she um, came about writing it, and everything in between. I absolutely loved our chat and I cannot wait to share this with you. Before we get started, I wanted to say thank you to the mentoring students that signed up for this semester's class. I'm having a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see how your journey uh, unfolds. So thank you so much for joining me and trusting me with your journey. It was also pointed out to me that I never mentioned that I actually do card readings and mediumship readings still for the public. So if you would like a reading from me, uh, head to my website, witchywomanpodcast.com, click on services, and you'll see what I offer there. These are online video chat type things where we do card readings or psychic mediumship readings, whatever you want. Um, But services there, you just click on them and book your preferred time and day and all that good stuff um, and you will get a confirmation email and a zoom link and we'll do this via zoom if zoom does not work for you just email me and we could work out something different so um, I am flexible with that kind of stuff and if you are a part of the coven please watch your um, patreon messages and posts because I do uh, discount codes a lot of the times and I will post them there or in the witchy woman newsletter I put a newsletter out so you can subscribe to that on the website as well and I will put my discount codes in there so if you're not in the coven you can join that as well by going to witchywomanpodcast.com. Click on join, join the coven. That gets you into our Facebook group um, and our Patreon page. And for different tiers, depends on which one you want. It's, it's one, five, and ten a month. And that gets you a, an array of different benefits. But it's a lot of fun. The coven is so supportive to each other. And it's just, I don't know, you, you have to be there to understand how freaking amazing it is so thank you to all the coven members that are in there i past and present i i love you guys if you hear i think this the interview that i'm about to to, uh to share with you i had to put my chickens the little baby chicks that are in my office i remember putting them in my like i had to literally put them in my walk-in closet um because they were cheeping so much so you might hear cheeping and through this part you're probably gonna hear like the train and stuff because literally the chickens have like kicked me out of my office they're finally old enough where i'm building them an extension to my current chicken coop outside so they'll be outside hopefully this week (laughs) or at least by the weekend they'll be able to go outside and live there and have their little chicken house and be outside chickens not not office chickens anymore as much as it's so fun having the chickens inside honestly I could just put them in my bed and sleep with chickens but Brad would freaking kill me like seriously I don't think that I would um he'd probably make me sleep with the chickens outside if I if I brought a chicken to bed with us I wanted to also kind of explain the hiatus the unexpected and really unexplained hiatus (laughs) Um, I've been, there's been a lot going on in my personal life with my family and some health issues with different family members. Um, also just myself, I've had some weird stomach things going on. It's made it very uncomfortable to 
do stuff. Um, also, midlife crisis stuff. You know, I mean, just the, the light things, right? <laughs> um, uh, I, I've just been dealing with a lot of mundane things, and I needed that time to, to deal with them. Um, if if you hadn't, if you aren't in the coven, um, I've had some issues, and my daughter's talking about moving out of state, and it really kind of threw me full of, for a loop. And as a mom, and and a very close to, to my daughter type mom, um, it really kind of like knocked me off my my game a little bit, and I needed time to like adjust because I want to support her and let her spread her wings and know that I'm there for her. Um, but I needed that time just to kind of go, oh my God, my baby, you know? So um, that's what's going on with me. Um, look out for some new stuff coming up. I have some things in the works uh, that I'm going to be doing to help like keep the creativity flowing because if you're any kind of like a content creator, if you have a business online, I'm sure you understand the tr- struggle bus of trying to stay motivated and creative and keep posting. That has been my struggle lately and I don't like that. I hate that. I hate making myself do something that I'm not like all 100%, 150% into. So I want to give you guys really g- good qu- content and I don't want to fake it. So that's why I didn't post anything, no episodes or anything the last few weeks because it would have been half-assed because I just was not, my mind wasn't into it, my heart wasn't into it, I had other things going on. So um, my solution, um, after going over it with kind of mulling it over to my head and with some friends and with my therapist, um, I I need simulation, stimulation, not simulation. I need stimulation. Uh, so I have some creative things coming up that I'll share with you guys um, in time. But right now I'm kind of keeping it under the wraps. It's under wraps or under the wraps? Under wraps. I think that's what the phrase is. Anyway, I'm keeping it secret. until I get that shit off the ground and going but it's going to kind of help me stay creative and keep the keep them juices flowing for you um because that's the reason I do this is for you um of course some of it's for me because I enjoy doing it but train (laughs) I haven't got to do that in a while um so I think this is going to help me not that I need anything else to do because I'm busy, but this isn't going to be too much more work. It's just going to help me stay creative. So I know that was super cryptic. Um, regular, regularly scheduled podcasts will happen now every other week, like normal. Um, so there's that. Also, uh, I shutting down my advertised cast account. So if you are a uh, person that uses that to get to schedule sponsorship opportunities. I'm no longer doing that. I The last one I got in the mail, like in my email today, I was like, oh my God, no. So I'm just deleting the account. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, so if you are one of those people who have sent an email to me, I haven't been even checking my advertised account. I had one of the my account representatives actually email me and like, hey, this person really wants to be on, you know, an, a, a sponsor. And I just, I did not, I don't mesh with their brand. So I declined and I'm like, hey, I'm deleting my account. So if you want to be 
involved in the podcast. If you are a brand who wants to sponsor the podcast and be a part of it, um, I wanted to do it privately instead of through Advertised Cast because it just kind of turned out to be kind of a shit show. So I'd rather do it privately. Screw the middleman, right? Um, So if you want to do that, contact me on my website. Uh, There's a contact form and an email address and everything there. So there's that. I think that's all the housekeeping that I have as far as the podcast goes. Yeah, I think that's it. So I will get to the interview with Heron Michelle. I absolutely fucking love this interview. I'm trying not to cuss too much in case she wants to use it for her um, uh, her promotion stuff, but I can't help myself. All right. So without further ado, um, let's get into it. Okay, cool beans. Oh, hey, so thank you for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be asked. So would you like to just tell us a little bit about yourself first? Yes, hold on one second. Sure. I don't like the angle of this camera. I'm going to prop my computer up using the three books of occult philosophy by Agrippa, (laughs) just for interest. That's perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. What was your question again? I'm sorry. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, if you have a website, maybe plug that as well. Sure. Uh, well, my name's Heron Michelle. I blog for the Pathios Pagan channel at uh, Witch on Fire since 2015. I've uh, just published um, my first book with Llewellyn Publishing in December uh, called Elemental Witchcraft, A Guide to Living a Magical Life Through the Elements. And um, I've been, I own a metaphysical store. That's what I've been doing the last 13 years in Greenville, North Carolina. It's called the Sojourner Mm -hmm. Whole Earth Provisions. And um, there I taught uh, classes and all kinds of things and did readings, you know, the things people typically do at metaphysical stores. I did that for a decade or so before I stepped back to um, start writing things down. Perfect. (laughs) Right. Uh, So as for websites, um, my book signed and all the magical goodies that go with the exercises are conveniently available through my store's website. We ship in the U.S. and it is thesojo.com. So T-H-E-S-O-J-O.com. My author website is heronmichelle.com and I blog at witchonfire.net. Awesome. Awesome. And I will have all those links in the show notes and in our Facebook groups. That way um, it's easily accessible for people. Okay. So I have a couple like ridiculous questions just as like icebreakers. Okay. So awesome. Mayonnaise or mayo? Both. Both. Okay. That. No, wait a minute. Mayonnaise or mayo? Yeah. You mean just like pronunciation of it? Mayo? Well, do you do you like like regular or Miracle Whip? Sorry, Miracle Whip. Uh, Miracle Whip. Okay, me too. I'm a Miracle Whip. I will I will eat mayonnaise, but I prefer Miracle Whip. Um, Honestly, where I'm at these days is whatever is plant based, and I'm not okay. vegan, but I do like the vegan mayo. Me too. Me too. Okay. Whatever Crunchy you call it. or creamy peanut butter. Creamy. Same. Yeah, my husband's a crunchy, so we have to have separate peanut butters <laughs> i don't know can you stay married with that kind of i know 
And well, we balance each other out in some ways because like with cookies, I don't like with Oreo cookies. I like just the cookie. I'm not as much the middle part person. So Got it. Yeah. Um, favorite TV show like to binge just at the moment. At the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm deep in Grey's Anatomy. Oh my gosh. Are you trying to punish yourself? <laughs> okay. So here's, so here's my thing. No matter what I'm binging, mm-hmm. I have a deep seated kink for what I call ethics porn. Oh, I can. Yep. I can Whatever I'm watching. I need it to be a show about people who are doing better than the system designed. They mm-hmm. are fighting the good fight. And I, I find our medical establishment so ridiculous. Oh Yeah. That if I, if I'm, if I'm watching something and I see that they're like, this system is broken and we're going to fix it from the inside and break the rules. And what <laughs> that's to me, that's ethics porn. I get off on that. So that's perfect. same thing with political shows oh, or yeah. um, cop shows. I mean, whatever. Oh. I just like to see people fighting the system. Right. That's, that's cool. I yeah. cannot watch Grey's Anatomy anymore because I ball all the time. Like, Every episode. <sighs> Everyone. Like I'm done. Nope. Nope. I do like a good, I like things to be soapy. I want want emotional tension. Yes. And love scenes. Every once in a while I need that just so I can purge. I'm like, I need a good cry. So I'll turn on like, and yeah, turn on something like that. But mine right now is like crime. I love true crime or anything murder crime related. I love the blacklist. Oh yeah. I love um, my favorite murder mystery cop show. It's not true crime. Mm-hmm. castle i loved oh, castle yes, yes but honestly anything with nathan fillion is okay by me well yeah 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 agreed <laughs> he's my favorite canadian <laughs> perfect <laughs> okay well can you tell us a little bit about because i noticed you have a coven so can yes. you tell me a little bit about that sure yes i am in a coven you're in <laughs> okay but, i mean that's what i want I did, I did help to found it. You did help. But, okay. Um, I did, but, um, the, I have a coven. So I am currently, uh, serving as the high priestess again, mm-hmm. but we're, um, egalitarian and election based. Mm-hmm. So while I did found it based on the, the class that I taught for so many years and the people who self-initiated and then hung around and wanted to help and whatever, eventually we formed a coven. And, uh, because I, happened to be the senior person there with one of my fellow s- former students who also was an initiate in other traditions. Anyway, mm-hmm. we founded this coven and we were the high priest and priestess and I served for the first three years, but then I trained, we trained up people to take over after us oh. and, um, had at least three years off. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I was called to serve again. So I stepped in, but, um, yeah, it's called the Sojo circle. And it's what we call the mothership of the sojourner tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, we had three circles operating in the tradition, but the oh, other two wow. have since gone. That is, you so- know, gone defunct. But you know, because that happens, COVID killed almost everything. We oh, we barely wow. exist right now. But I am leading Beltane in a couple of weeks in my backyard. Oh, so that's so exciting! Oh, it's one of my favorite holidays. Love, Me too. Mm, love Beltane. <laughs> And I, the, honestly, all the Grand Sabbaths are faves. I tend to always request running Imolk. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's most people's favorite, but dang, I love our Imolk ritual. I wrote it like mm-hmm. 15 years ago and I love it so much that every year I'm just like, let me, let me do it. Ooh, that's um, cool. Same thing with our Beltane. I do like what yeah. we've got going on there. So 
Oh, that's cool. So how much of being in a coven and being kind of a founder of that informed this book? All of it. Oh, that's what I wondered. Okay, cool. I mean, so, so I taught this class for 10, 10 years before I handed it over to another instructor. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, that instructor, of course, has been a student bond anyway, you know, after a while, everybody's been hanging around long enough. They taught me as much as I've taught them, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. I'm not trying to claim more of this than is due to me. I understand. But uh, at some point I was like, y'all, I really want to write a book. I need to do this and I can't do it with my full teaching schedule. Mm -hmm. And so I asked um, our initiate and priestess, um, Web Weaver is her magical name. She's a a professional educator anyway, during the day job. And she took over and we call her position, her position, my McGonagall kind of based on Harry Potter. I'm still Dumbledore in the back, but she's (laughs) McGonagall like in the classroom. And yeah, anyway, so we did that up until COVID shut everything down. We did try to go online for a while, but then realized when we got to the real hands-on healing and magic stuff, we just didn't like the online format. So we put it on pause and we'll bring that back someday. But anyway, so, so I created a curriculum starting 13 years ago Mm-hmm. based on other people's textbooks yeah. right mm-hmm. so we used um the inner and outer temple and the shamanic temple from christopher penzac mm-hmm. we used a uh, wicca year in a day by timothy roderick paganism uh the forget the the end parts of the paganism by the the joyce and river higginbotham oh yeah uh, a couple other things many things but those were like main textbooks so Basically, the curriculum was an integration and a reorganization into a way that made sense to me, mm-hmm. um, but of other people's stuff. And in many cases, they 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 conflict. Like mm-hmm. for example, the temple stuff ha- and and Roderick stuff have the elements in totally different quarters. You know that kind of thing. But yeah. we would um, we would explore those differences, and then we forged our own third way, or fifth way, or whatever from from those sources. Yeah. And then at some that curriculum I mean and it's all written down in our book of shadows and we hand them out as uh, teaching handouts whatever when we when we would do a class and it was 48 lessons in a 52 week year it was very intense Ooh. so intense and it forms two giant like three ring binders oh, cool. anyway what happened over time of course is that all the anecdotal stuff Oh, and this is how we do it. There's so much notes in the margins that Mm -hmm. you say in person when you're there that it almost didn't reflect the the book anymore. Like we forged our own way. We tried new things. We came up with new stuff. We chose, we we feel like this is more applicable to us than this voice, you know, Mm -hmm. made up our own stuff. And then um, each of us, before we were um, ordained into the priest or priestesshood would go out and get training in some other tradition or some other um skill you know something like that and then bring that home and we integrated all that anyway eventually it didn't really our our tradition didn't really reflect what was in the the original (laughs) teaching materials anymore Uh and I was like I I gotta write our way so my book is basically me going all right coven here's the beginning of our actual book of shadows with our actual practices how I would teach it to someone who came into the classroom how we do it when we get together mostly yeah mostly to it some things were even a surprise to the coven because when you go through editing if it's not your original work you can't Mm-mm. publish it right and nobody needs me to republish other people's books 
Right. <laughs> or techniques, right? I understand. So in a couple of a couple of things, I'm like, I'm going to give this some new verbiage. I'm going to give this my own flair. And so to some degree, even they, they were like, what is this? This is an entirely newly organized thing. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> here we go, guys. I learned a lot in 13 years. Right. And maybe the things that I started teaching back in 2010 are not even things I find useful anymore. So. Right. Yeah. We grow. We grow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this book would be about one third of what we teach. Right. Oh, wow. And so I. I know. So I pitched it as a three book series. The second one will be lunar witchcraft and the third will be solar. So, you know, the SBAT cycle, yeah. the SABAT cycle, and then all together, it'll be Wonderful. what we consider our like tradition. That is so cool. I, I, I absolutely, I have to say, I actually, I loved this book. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. Love, love, loved it. Um, what, so, so that kind of answers like what inspired you to write it. <laughs> Is, is, you know, putting all that information into, into that. Um, so one of the things I really love that you put into it was the four rural rules of personal sovereignty. I absolutely love that. I felt that it was very relevant to now into the social climate. Um, it was, it, some of it felt like it was coming straight from my therapist. Like it really did. Like, I was like, oh, oh, okay. But it made me wonder, like, do you have any kind of background in mental health or are you just really good at like that kind of wisdom and, and that knowing because the inner and the outer mysteries, I mean, it was just very insightful into the human condition. This is a very good question. A very, <laughs> very good question. And I'm so glad you've asked it. I am not personally a trained psychologist, mm-hmm. but I got decades of therapy. Baby. <laughs> I got decades perfect. of therapy. That's perfect. But better than that, better than that. So I mentioned one of the main books uh, that was a textbook for us. And it, it was the book that trained me because it was the one that sparked me. Mm-hmm. A book trained. Um, yeah. and, it, and it's by Timothy Roderick. It's called mm-hmm. Wicca, A Year and a Day in the Craft of the Wise. He's got several more mm-hmm. after that, several before it. He is a claim, a trained clinical psychologist. Oh, okay. And those inner mysteries and the outer, that I'm so heavily influenced by Timothy's work because mm-hmm. he, he has an expertise in Jungian psychology. He okay. has an expertise and to this day has a practice in the clinic, talking to people, helping them out. And so that comes, but he was also a traditional British initiatory Wiccan priest. Mm-hmm. So he integrated all that so beautifully in those books. And it struck me so hard when I first came to it, because, you know, why does anyone go into psychology? It's to figure out their own shit, you know, Yeah. (laughs) which is the same reason why I really liked it. I'm like, this is super useful. I can put it in a context with the greater cosmos, natural religion, everything I want. So, yes. And which is why I asked him to write the foreword. Yeah. And um, I really wanted him to approve of what I had done with the place, you know, like I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm taking what you had in there and I'm, I'm carrying the baton forward a little bit. I wanted to make sure from him, from a clinical standpoint that I hadn't totally missed the point or wandered into dangerous territory or even left my lane. I mean, right. I, I can't be, get, I can't be acting like a psychiatrist <laughs> if I'm not one, you no. know? Oh, I get but that. The, but I will say the four rules, which are the cornerstones of the sojourner tradition Mm -hmm. did develop organically among all the members Mm -hmm. things happened right we it it organically developed in conversation and it is about and sabbat and 
yeah. funny. It always funny. It was oh. always funny. <laughs> we always learn these in a funny way. But the second two rules. Mm-hmm. So just for the for people, okay. So four yeah. rules for personal sovereignty, and they're meant to be pithy. Yes. They're very deep, but they are meant to be funny. Okay. Number one, don't burn the witch. Mm-hmm. Yourself or others. Yes. Give yourself a break, give other people a break. Number mm-hmm. two. So let me tell you what, in our tradition, the second rule is actually don't be the asshole. <laughs> well, let, let me use that word. <laughs> I love it's that. Really, it's and, really better when it's don't be the asshole. Yeah, yeah. Um, like but in the book, I say don't be the problem. Don't be the problem yeah. for yourself. Don't be the problem for other people. Don't mm-hmm. be what is gumming up the works in a way that is detrimental. Yeah. So the third one is um, don't be the weak link. Yes. And the fourth is must be present to win. And they all interrelate with each other. Um, they all four must be at work at the same time. They feed each other. But the last two this is the better story. The last two happened, were given to me in a vision. And I do mean that kind of burning bush, mystical vision. And I'm not trying. It's not like I was in circle asking Mm -hmm. for something. I wasn't meditating. Oh, wow. But I did go to, I did take a nap on exact autumnal equinox, Mabin day. Uh after a a weekend long pagan pride event where I had vended and I was exhausted and we had gotten back the day before and now we're I'm just unpacking and taking a little break and um, I was looking on Facebook that day and author Raven Gramasi posted something to his wall Mm -hmm. and I don't know what was going on in his personal world but clearly some witch drama was unfolding in his world and he posted something that was so woebegone and heartfelt about why do we tear each other up like this? Why, why is the witchery so horrible to each other? Why are we tearing each other apart instead of supporting? I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was yeah. that sort of sentiment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, so I'm laying there drifting off to sleep and I'm thinking about what he said. And I'm like, amen, brother. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, I've had my fair share of some drama and some unfortunate poor behavior on the part of some folks and yeah. that have really hurt me and been detrimental to our community. And I'm tired, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, he should have our, our rules of witchcraft, which mind you, there were two at the time. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like he's talking about our don't burn the witch and don't be the asshole. He just yeah. phrased it nicely, but that's <laughs> what he was saying. Yeah. And then I drift off to sleep. I can't tell you what I dreamed necessarily, except that all of us, you know how when you come up from a dream and it feels like you're, you're pushed off from the bottom of the pool and you're trying to get that breath of air at the top. Mm-hmm. I came up out of the bed like, <gasps> yep. like oh. but, and I'm sitting up with it, like an adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. but I can't see the room. I'm in a vision, uh-huh. the dream, whatever the dream Oh, in my mind's eye and I'm like rubbing my eyes and I can't, sh- and I'm shaking my head and I can't get out of it, Ooh. but I could actually hear, hear uh-huh. the message oh. and I could see it. And it, and it, in my, in the dream, in the vision, um, I saw the, the words, did you, did you ever watch Sesame street? Oh yes. Yes. I did. Okay. You know how on Sesame street, they might have animated words where the letters were all little characters and they're yeah. dancing oh, around yeah. or something. Okay. Nope. All of a sudden these giant words, like the Hollywood sign, but each of them had like eyeballs and stuff well, dancing yeah. around. They go, <laughs> it's 
suddenly this vision of these words was don't be the weak link and it's shaking and it's and I'm hearing it and it's like the words are talking to me and they're saying don't be the weak link and I'm like oh okay yeah what does this mean (laughs) and then a vision starts to unfold Uh of chain mail that we're there's chain mail and if you've ever seen chain mail it's little tiny rings they're real pliable but they're connected on all four sides up and down and you can make really thick armor but it's flexible and light so there's like this ongoing narration about how we're so in so much in paganism we would describe it as a tapestry like there's warp and weft of physical and spiritual creating Mm -hmm. cosmos like it's really more like chain mail we're all individual links yeah but we're bound together in our interconnection Mm-hmm. And we're, we have to be pliable and light, you know, yeah. Make the, but if we work together, yeah, then we're strong and flexible and we're a better society. And mm-hmm. then it says, but then it shows one it kind of switches to like a battlefield, not a battlefield, like a group, like there's people standing around mm-hmm. and they're holding elbows, right? Yeah. Like all around. Mm-hmm. And then one person drops his arms and, and takes up a spear and starts stab, you know, like going crazy. And oh, it no. a fight. And now it's like a brawl and then a bar fight and then a war and then whatever. Oh, and no. then all of a sudden the vision shifts to the the chainmail is like a fuse or something. And just mm-hmm. this destruction spreads from the hole. And now everything is just ash and dust. And there's this vision of like a battlefield after a battle where everything is burned and dead. Oh my God. And it was, and then it just said, don't be the weak link. Yeah. And I'm like, holy smokes, I have got to write that down. Right. And I think it's over and I swing my feet off the edge of the bed and I'm going for like pen and paper, but all of a sudden it just arrests me further. And then these big green letters go, must (laughs) be present to win. Well, yeah. and then the, the vision goes on to explain, we really have to show up in person, put our actions and our physical presence where our values lie, that if we keep lobbing bombs at each other from a distance without being able to see each other, and that could be like an internet bomb, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. then, then I mean, the only way to do magic is pre- to be present mm-hmm. at the crossroads, right? Oh yeah. The only way to truly be in relationship is to be present. The only way to truly enjoy your life or nature is to wake up, shut up, pay attention, be present in the moment. And so this message just goes on and on and on. And then finally it dissolves away. And I'm just sitting there on the edge of my bed, back in my room again. Like, okay, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started doing tarot spreads, you know, oh, yeah. how you do different. Oh gosh. And- yeah verify okay and talking to people and calling other people and oh yeah I did a lot of blogging about it at the time I was just doing a personal wordpress but anyway Mm -hmm. the tarot readings really fleshed it out and a lot of prayer and whatever goes into it and then eventually I wrote blogs and you know and then it became integrated into the teaching program and I am here to tell you that after a couple years of it just being part of our curriculum there have been a fair few witches who, when they got to their self-initiation, which, you know, we, we hold the space for, mm-hmm. and they write their own vows, Very cool. several, several people have actually used that verbiage in their vows of how they plan to live and use their power. And I'm so, proud. 
Yes, I love that. That is, that's what I, I wrote the, I take notes. I am a nerd. And when I write or when I read, I take notes. I shall not um, hurt a book by writing in it, but I, I write notes. Um, and those, I wrote those down. I'm like, I'm making mantras out of those. Those are going to be the, I love them that, that much. They were just so cool. I knew there had to have been a cool story behind those. Well, it's, it is pretty key to my practice. I mean, and it's yeah. funny because, you know, when a, we have a charter and everything, which talks about if there's ever conflict in the coven, how we'll resolve it. But I can't tell you how many times we've been faced with a challenge, mm-hmm. social and a personal conflict of direction, whatever challenge, and we'll debate it. And we'll, we'll use this as a guideline. All right. Well, is who here is burning whom or who's being the, the asshole. And, and that's well-defined, you know, in the book, who's oh, the problem. Yeah. The problem is someone who's impeding someone else's free will yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. And we'll go through that and we're like, all right, well, what's the, in what way can we be the strong link? What, what resolution needs to be made so that we re- return to being the strong link and we return to being present? Yes. It, it always helps. Oh, I imagine it. Like I, I was like thinking of all the ways that you could implement, like you could implement this into a muggle's life. I still call my husband a muggle. <laughs> like absolutely like, into our relationship. I'm like, gosh, every, just, every relationship. Yeah. Like, any interpersonal relationship and even in societies, like in groups, I'm like, oh my gosh, it has huge um, applications. I just, I had to talk about that because I loved it that much. Like that stood out to me as a huge part of the book. I know there's like so much in this book, <laughs> but, but that I yeah. stuck out. Yes, um, there's a lot there. I, that really is the, you know, how there's the the four cornerstones of magic in every tradition. And I talk about them too. It oh, becomes yeah. a jewel of power. But yeah. honestly, those are our four maxims right. for how to live a beneficial life. Yeah. I, I, I love them. And another thing I loved was the meditations. Cause I'm also, I love meditating and I had to, to share and, and ask about, so meditation three was mm-hmm. access, uh, the Mundi tree. Is that how you mm-hmm. it? So mm-hmm. it was the breathing through the elements. I bawled my eyes out. Oh yeah. And I don't think it was a bad, I think it was just so emotion and it was just very overwhelming, but I had the most beautiful cry <laughs> through oh, that God. one. And, and it was like, how do you get the inspiration to write when you sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write a meditation for this particular thing how do you get the inspiration to write that is it spirit led or deity okay that's why I was wondering (laughs) like how that is how that works well I've done that so every meditation in here has been done year after year in one way or another at some Mm -hmm. point or another in the in our class Mm -hmm. and when you do it so often it is a skill that one can develop. What, um, if I were to say I have a talent and I think everybody's got a talent and they yeah. should discover it and, and use it. I have a talent of being able to go into clairvoyant trance mm-hmm. and continue to speak, do, move. It's called Magical Mindset by Christopher Penzak. Oh, um, yeah. 
um, I can, I can be playing a drum or a bowl or, or doing ritual actions while completely blasted wide open and just translating for the room. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I don't know that I could go into a circle right this minute and do it at quite that level right now. Well, because it's been three years, like two years or yeah. three total that I have been out of that setting quite that way. But there was a time where I would have a general idea of what I needed to accomplish with this meditation for this ritual or this class. And mm-hmm. then I would, I always use that same entry. I'm sure you notice the meditations always have the room inside your mind and you go down the stairs and then, okay. So mm-hmm. I would do that part which would get me into the trance. It would get them into the trance. And then I have a basic idea of where I want to go. And I have set the intention at the beginning. Hey, spirit, great goddess. This is what we need to do. And then I may have done it a certain way, eight, nine times, Mm -hmm. 10 times that year even, but I would get there and the Vista would shift and change and things would happen and things would being would show up and whatever and messages would come and I would just translate for the room and go along for the ride so I'm there too discovering this at the same time and um there were so many times where we would just go a different way from like see we started with the books you know there's meditations and all those books I mentioned earlier so I would start with those in the beginning and just read the script like everybody does you know Mm -hmm. and then um over time I'm like well I've already got that memorized I'll just yeah. I'll just go, I'll go riff on a theme, you know, yeah. Yeah. and then eventually it becomes your own words and then it shifts ideas. And so, yeah, uh, that one in particular, I do remember the night that that one came out. Yeah. I had an idea of how I wanted it to go, but it really did feel spirit led the, the imagery, the, the feelings. And here's the other thing that's challenging because, you know, symbols and whatnot that pop up for me are meaningful to me. And it was yeah. my job to just prompt an idea without giving them the, every detail. Like I'm not dictating for them what they're seeing, mm-hmm. but I might say, so, so like the goddess Aphrodite shows up for me, but I go, a mm-hmm. deity is approaching you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And yep. now I'm taking in all the details and I'm like, I know this is Aphrodite because of these details, but I'm like taking the details. What details are there to help you identify the deity? Yeah. Ask the deity their name, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, but, it, but it's happening for me in my own lifetime. Oh, you know? wow. So that was a thing that was really good for me for a while there. And that became something I could then go back. We recorded a lot of those. That, oh, you know, like audio recordings, those mm-hmm. classes. And when I needed to put the book together, I was actually in a very big hurry. And I asked a bunch of folks in the coven. I'm like, who wants to make some quick cash? I will, I will pay you money to listen to all these old transcripts. Perfect. All these are going and just chime it out for me. Right. And then I, and then I I edited from there and put Uh a really, you know, put the logical mind on it also. Perfect. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. Um, but yeah, I just had to talk about that one in particular, because that's the one where I was like, I really felt that one. And it just all the emotions and everything. And the rest of the day, I was like in this like Zen floaty, like everything was perfect. <laughs> so, that's what my husband even he's like, come home after work. He's like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's great. And I'm, I'm just- shiny. Yeah, I was exactly. That's exactly. Yes. (laughs) And he was like, okay, (laughs) just let me be in my bliss. I'm fine. So yeah, I just, I really, really love that one. 
Well, here's a fun thing. I don't know if you happen to notice, I have a YouTube channel, just Perry Michelle on mm-hmm. YouTube. And I ha- I'm, I am re- recording and releasing all the meditations mm-hmm. to original music and oh, my voice. Oh, and I cannot wait. Yes. And mm-hmm. meditation one, I just released last week. Mm-hmm. And so it's there. Okay. And I've, I've already recorded the voice parts for two and three. So they're coming. Okay, perfect. And my I- goal is to have all of them, but it's slow because you know there's original music being composed by my partner oh wow very we're cool. working together I'll, I'll make sure i link your youtube then too because that's Thank you. outstanding i cannot wait because these are something that i would do over and over you know to, as part of my practice um there so another question that i i like to ask especially like this book particularly, how did like birthing this book change your life? Like how did that whole process um, change things for you? Good question. Well, I'll tell you what I, um, oh, someone's about to come in and make some noise. Hold on. Okay. I can hear the door opening. <laughs> I've got children, teenagers. Okay. Um, so Hey, I'm on my interview. Um, so anyway, the the process of writing a book was extremely excruciating for me. Yeah. Now I've been training as a writer since I was in high school. I went to a fine arts high school and majored in creative writing. Mm-hmm. And you know how everybody talks about how writing is this just terrible process of self-doubt and avoidance and mm-hmm. whatever. What's true for me? Yeah. Um, it was very intense. Uh, I find that I, to do it at all, I have to be so obsessively in it. Really? 24-7. Um, so I write in big spurts. And mm-hmm. I had been writing uh, the, the original contract I got for Llewellyn was for an entirely different subject. They wanted a book on the moon. And I the moon is, of course, a large part of what I do. And yeah. so I did try to write that one first. I tried to write Lunar Witchcraft first. Mm-hmm. I worked on it for a whole year. And then I cried uncle because the manuscript had gotten overly long and I was barely to the lunar stuff because there was all this preamble that I had to say first. Oh yeah. So you understand what I do with the yeah. lunar part. And it was just too long. And I was like, I really just need to write mm-hmm. the introduction to the pinnacle path with the, the theology and the ethics and the background, like the why. Yeah. And then we have to talk about the elements first, or I just keep having to explain things, you know, over and over. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they allowed me to put that on hold and then um, send a new contract for the elementals. So anyway, it was about a three-year process. If COVID hadn't shut the world down, shut my store down, sent us home, gave me no other options, shut down all <laughs> my coven activities. Because let me tell you what, writing this and running a metaphysical store and being active in a very active coven was, right. it was just too, and raising teenagers in high oh. school was just too much. It was just too much. And I kept putting it off because there's all these things. And then finally, we just came to a screeching halt. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I hate, I don't want to think that, you know, Hermes got mad at me. That's my, the, the guy that basically insisted that, the God that insisted I write this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to think that he created a pandemic to shut, sit me down. <laughs> he but might he have is pretty it. tricky. It's pretty tricky. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just, I'll yeah. get <laughs> But no, it really, uh, it really was okay. You kept saying you can't do it because of blah blah blah. Well, now you yep. that mm-hmm. so, here we are. Oh my goodness! Well, I and I'm, 
Yeah. Does, does it, how does it feel to know that that's out there for people, for seekers, for people that are seeking this path? How does that know? How does it feel to know these, that it's, it's out there and that people are consuming it and, and learning these things? It's a little intimidating Mm -hmm. and nerve wracking because the, the role that I find most uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. is influencer or whatever the words that we put on content, you know, whatever the labels, Um, labels and not the label itself, because I mean, I hope that this is influential. I mean, I surely didn't write this for my health. Hell, my health suffered thanks to the way I right. do this, you know, but no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, the, it, what I, what I don't like, I think is, uh, is the way that in the, the pagandom in the witchery, uh, unfortunately, sometimes people put folks who write books up on pedestals that are unreasonable. Yeah. You know, it's not healthy for anybody. No, no. But folks like that and and I don't ever want that to be a vision of me or an expectation of me because I am a very human flawed person in my in my process like everyone else um so that that does concern me but it makes me very happy that something that I felt so led and I know this makes me kind of crazy sounding. I mean, I grew up in fundamental Christianity where people talk about, oh, the Lord called me to this right. service, whatever. But the truth of the matter is, is that there have been some really amazing things revealed to me through the process of my practice mm-hmm. that have been so damned helpful to me and the, the small sphere of influence in the coven in my class that has been mm-hmm. there so far and and it just is so damn helpful. Um, and I would, I would hate it if um, my, my existence in this incarnation would come to an end before I had written it down in a way that was accessible. Right. And so honestly, when the day it came out, I'm like, oh, good. Now I can die. Not that I want to <laughs> die, but it's like, but if I die, I can understand. I think I've done something okay with this life and yes. it'll be all right. You right. Know? So anyway, if I can get through the next two and the whole the whole vision mm-hmm. be presented, then I, I'm going to take a long break. Yes. You, That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> I might just disappear forever. You might never, I'm just kidding. My, my children are about to all be out of the house and that, you know, my store that. pretty much operates without me now. I do the admin and I've got better people there every day to do the retail stuff. So I might just disappear. You never know. Feral forest but, witch time. Feral. I mean, I want that little cottage on the edge of the forest. Same. Someday goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goals. That's the goal. Oh, and I'll just meditate and garden. I am so into my garden right now. Mm-hmm. If Nebraska would stop with the weather, I could garden. Right now, everything's inside in starter mm-hmm. planters and things like that. But we still have like surprise snowstorms and things like that. So when when is your frost clear frost threat usually like knock on wood it should be in the next like few weeks we have had like i think the last time we had was a few years ago we had like a blizzard on the 19th of this month so so i'm hoping past like if we can get past like you know this next weekend i'm gonna like maybe breathe some relief (laughs) 
nice hopefully but things are pollinating my cedar trees and all the trees were like nicely upside down so so i know that nature is going it just needs to like the weather needs to like chill out for just a little bit right yes i do have some like another another question that um if you could give your readers one piece of advice while they're reading this book what would it be while they're reading it yeah actually follow the timeline that i put out there do it according to the stars okay so don't just pile through it (laughs) i mean i'm not that i would complain if anybody just read it cover to cover but no i mean like section three so section one and two, you know, history, background, theology, yeah. Prep, yeah. prep work. Okay. So section three is meant to be ha- how you live your magic for that year. Mm-hmm. It is me supplying the curriculum for a magical person to work a theme for 12 months of magic and beyond. It's actually more than 12. So we're not some months. I don't even care about months. Mm-hmm. All the Zodiac. You want to work the whole Zodiac through the thing and then some more. The reason why I put all of those things in there is because, well, you know, I'm, what I'm presenting is basically a hermetic form of witchcraft, hermetics, alchemy, astrology, tarot, all that layers up. So the times that we do these things are important. Mm -hmm. If ever anyone's done a spell and they're like, oh, well, this one worked really great. That was gangbusters versus, oh, I did the spell first another week and it Mm -hmm. didn't work at all. The reason is timing. Oh yeah. And what was going on in the cycles of nature. We don't put enough, especially if you're, let's say you get a spell off Instagram and it's just without context or apropos of nothing. Like, Oh, here's a, here's a prosperity spell. Mm-hmm. Put this herb in this bowl and do this thing and add some hot water and dance a dance and say a thing or whatever, which is I'm sure fine technique, mm-hmm. but if it has no context yes. of when, if it doesn't include things like is the moon waxing or waning, how close to full or dark is it? Is it, are you, if you're trying a prosperity spell, is it when the moon is in an earth sign Mm -hmm. or is it when the sun is in an earth sign? So forth, you know, Mm -hmm. those things are important. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I know that, uh, I know some folks currently working the system in the Southern hemisphere Mm -hmm. and, uh, because, you know, uh, you start at Samhain and -hmm. they're coming up, they're coming up on Samhain. So So Southern hemisphere, which is are able to start now, uh, Northern hemisphere, which is what I'm most, I mean, I do try a little translation for folks in there, but for the most part, what I know is, is Northern hemisphere. Yeah. So, um, it works. This system works the best because of my experience right here. So Mm -hmm. anyway, it's, it starts the full moon nearest Samhain for Mm -hmm. a dedication. And then there in each of the elemental mysteries, there are three magical workings mm-hmm. at each of the three full moons within that time period, that season. So mm-hmm. I, it, and people have said, Hey, can I just go ahead and start now? Like when they got the book in December. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it just worked through air first and then come back around to the, uh, the earth lessons. And, you know, if people have been doing this forever and they're an old hat at this and they're not unfamiliar already with that, I'm like, well, you can try. Okay. But they're still doing the lessons to the year. Right. And then they'll come back around. I just really think it would work best if folks in the Northern hemisphere would mm-hmm. just wait with me. We'll start it. And by the time that we get to nearer Samhain this year, my, I, my hope, well, in advance of Samhain, my hope is to have 
already done some, I don't know about Zoom or online or somehow be able, maybe just YouTube videos people could watch whenever, but to present each of these chapters with the meditations already being recorded with the, everything it's ready to go. And then once we get to that time, I'll be like, all right, we're live on this night or whatever, you know, or here's the thing you need to do. That would be awesome. So, and, um, and I can actually help with that timing. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's the, that's what I think would be the best. The other one, and this is a close second is, you know, how I I have the uh, book of mirrors exercises. Yes. And, um, I was interviewed by Jason Mankey. He's a friend of mine, author. Mm -hmm. And he's like, do you really expect people to keep a journal with this thing? Everybody wants you to keep a journal. And I'm like, yes, yes. It hasn't, doesn't have to be special to my book. I think every day or a couple of times a week, when everyone does their meditations or whatever, it's good to check in with yourself and write it down. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. I think that I like to keep, cause uh, I'm a, I'm a Gemini and words are my thing. Very Mercurian. And I have a journal for my like magical practice, but then I also have a journal for like my intuition. I have an intuitive journal. So when mm-hmm. I'm doing divination or I have, like you said, like a vision or something like that, to me, that's my divination. So I have different journals for different parts of my practice. And like you mentioned in there, it's just, I just have like Dollar Tree journals. Me too. But I oh, have, yeah. you will see mine. Yeah. That this so is, here's my, yeah. Stuff like that. Mirrors. Yep. On a journal. And then the, I've been keeping, um, I keep book notes. That's another yeah. one. And I, and I'll take yeah. the old calendar pictures and put them on a, a composition notebook. Yep. I love it. Cheap. Yeah. Fast. Yes. And I don't have to, like, if I, it, it's not, it, you don't need anything fancy. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, I think it's limiting if you get one of the really beautiful leather bound whatevers. Yes. That's awesome for a book of shadows. If you want to yes. do a handwritten book of shadows with spells and correspondences and lore, because that's permanent. Yeah. But yeah. But the but your personal journal, you really need to be able to scribble and scribble, scribble. And I like to draw worry about it. Like scribble and draw and make little like I'll come back and make notes on stuff I wrote. Like I'll write about a spell that I've done and then come back and go, well, that one sucked. And I'll put like little notes about how I failed. <laughs> do not repeat. Don't do yeah. this. That didn't work or that backfired. And this is why I think it backfired. Stuff like that. It's a and terrible I, idea. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to write that in the margins. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that in my book of shadows because it's pretty. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, you know, and I, I can have a whole bunch of things going. Um, like I said, I like to keep one separate for my book notes. Yes. I like to keep one that, um, and, and the exercise that I put in the book on how to do like a little framework for your book of mirrors mm-hmm. every day. That is exactly how I do it. Yeah. I mean, I've got an app, um, that I like to use called time passages. Oh. I'll find, you know, where exactly are we today? The sun is in this sign. The moon is in this side. Oh, void, of course, for these times of the day. Oh yes. Wow, you know, and then I will just draw down my dreams. Yes. How my physical health is feeling, what's going on in my relationships. If, if there's something to say, if there's not, it'll be very brief. Yeah. Yep. But I do find that quite often what I dreamt about or a song that's stuck in my head for no good reason or a craving for a food that I have that I don't know why I'm suddenly obsessed with the notion that I have to go make more dill pickle pasta salad, you know, or whatever. <laughs> oh man, that sounds good. That'll happen. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my best recipes for my blog. Anyone yeah. wants to go to Witch on Fire and search dill pickle pasta salad for salty witches. Mm. Oh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I may have to make that this evening. 
That sounds good. It is so good that earlier this week, Pathias chose to reshare the old link on the Facebook page and I saw it pop up. I'm like, oh, look, there it is. And I shared it. And then within an hour and a half, I had some made. I couldn't help myself. But anyway, sometimes cravings or synchronicities, you don't notice them until you write them down and can go back and look. Or I'll do a tarot card draw. Here's Mm -hmm. my card for the day. And then sometimes you don't get it until later. And then you could go back and, oh, look, there it was. Mm-hmm. And you have something concrete. So I just think it's important. But then again, like I said, I've been uh, training as a writer since I was 16. So mm-hmm. we keep journals. That's just what we, we try yes. to write in journals. And it's important. But there's a whole field of um, study called haptics, which talks about how brain, brain, brain pathways are formed by writing things down mm-hmm. with a pen. Not oh, like yeah. clickety-clickety, but no. with a pen. I like to write with a pen and I have special pens from the dollar store that I like these in particular, which, which brand is yours? These are link Offix kind and nice. Yeah. And they're cheap. They're from the dollar store. And for some reason I love the way they flow and I can get like 20 of them or whatever in a pack for like $2. yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one in particular. I can't remember the brand. My, um, my partner, my boyfriend is, um, he's also an artist and a musician and all these oh, things. And he, he understands the appeal of art supply. So yes. every Christmas or birthday or stockings or whatever, he'll, he'll, I'll have these great pens in there. And one he gifted me at Christmas, right when the book was coming out, he was like, I think this will be helpful for you to sign books. With. And so far I have signed every single book with that pen. That is awesome. Oh man. But yeah, I like flare pens to write in my journal oh. they're, they're actually felt tip and you can get them yes. in all the colors yep. but they don't bleed through the paper so that the back side looks so strong I yep. used to use the really good ink pens but they would bleed through mm-hmm. yep anyway I go through these I probably throw away one of these a week just because I've worn it out I yes you can never have too many in my I have like computer desk is in the, another room um it's where I like do all my daily stuff at the window so I can see the birds because I'm also a bird right. nerd and yeah. I have one of these it's supposed to, I don't even know what it's for it was it like Michael's and it's this huge tin thing with all these little um compartments and it's full of pins mm. and and that's just when I go somewhere my husband that's like what he knows if I'm sad, he'll bring me a rock or some pins or a feather. If he finds it on the floor, rock pins or feathers. Very nice. Oh, this is someone who knows how to live with a witch. Oh, he does. He'll just come home okay. and just plop a rock that he found. He's like, this looked interesting. I thought you'd love it. And he just, here's a rock. <laughs> you know, I, my, in my, 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 my only marriage long ago, long, long ago to a muggle. Mm-hmm. Um, had no idea how to be married to a witch, but one very cute time showed up with a uh, cat whisker that had dropped in somewhere in the house. They had found it and he, and he comes up to me and he's like this, I thought you might appreciate this for something witchy. Here you go. And I was like, That's oh, so cute. <laughs> thank you. That's adorbs. I will find out what I need to do with cat whiskers now. And no shit, I keep a little container. Mm-hmm. I have a little like vile kind of container and i i have kept every whisker since then and i have found that they are great for spells involving trying to find your way safely through through a difficult because you know whiskers help to direct the cat it can help help them understand their place i hadn't thought of that that's a way finding three of them so i'll be looking for some whiskers now (laughs) 
Yeah, they're good for wayfinding. Oh, man. I hadn't thought of that. Even better, that one was a white whisker from a black cat. Ooh. There's got to be some really good old lore on that somewhere. Right? I don't there's know gotta, what it is, but oh my god. It's got to be extra special, I think. Right? I know a cat witch. Like that's what she does. Her practice is literally like just her cats. Like that's what she does. So I have to ask her, like, what's the lore on a white whisker? I know we need to these are the things we need to know. Stat. I need to know these things. I have to ask her mm-hmm. when we get done because now it's gonna be that's eating. awesome. Gotta make a pasta pickle salad and I need to know about that whisker. well thank you so much for coming on here and sharing about your book elemental witchcraft i will have all of your contact information in the show notes so everybody can find you and where is your book um available for sale can you get it well uh you can get it directly from me if you're in the united states and you plan to have it shipped to you please just come come to us we'll i will sign it myself and send it to you with some goodies Oh, that's yeah, so. Crazy. That's at thesojo.com. That's awesome. From that main page, you'll see there's a web shop. Just click through mm-hmm. to the web shop, you'll find it. Oh, that's great. And also, if I may just, uh, put the, you know, we have, um, so you know, the exercises come with long needs lists yes. for the witches who like to make the things and do the things oh, yes. and the smells and the bells and the candles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, I have a an amazing uh, apothecary manager at my shop who is so devoted to sustainable living and saving the world and the earth and mm-hmm. doing our part. Every little bit counts, right? Oh, absolutely. And um, so I, I tasked her earlier in the summer to going through the book and every exercise, every elemental working, starting with the dedication ritual, yeah. what, are, what does one need to do this ritual? Mm-hmm. And how can we get the best thing, the best thing for the earth? How can we package it in a way that is not harmful to the earth? And mm-hmm. she has created, her name is Courtney Barnado. She has created um, the dedication box so far with beeswax candles from America, um, uh, stone chips, every, even the little things that look like plastic bags are actually the corn-based stuff that is oh, wow. biodegradable. So and everything you would need to, to begin is we've already got that ready. And on the website is the dedication box. Okay. Um, also... The air box is going to be released here very soon. And we're also building on the website so that we can sell the individual bits and parts. Okay. But here's the fun part. So, you know, everybody loves an apothecary. Like you can see, I've got my little jars right there. Oh, yeah. I see them behind you also. All this. Right. Yeah. Everybody loves that. So like the witching dream is to have the apothecary, you know, of all yeah. the jars. So she got the most adorable recycled glass apothecary, like antique looking apothecary jars. Oh, how cool. And every plant material or whatever that I call for in the book that goes with the elements or the spirit is goddess or spirit is God. Mm-hmm. She has put what you need in the little jar with a label made special for the book with the uh, planetary and the elemental sigils already on there and all the, the details. So that if you get, if you were to get each box, you'd ultimately have the full apothecary of all matching jars. Oh my gosh. With, Right. And then we also sell these things for refreshing, you know, like we'll sell them to you on the website with just, you know, mm-hmm. like in a baggie or whatever, right. but you could get refills too. Same thing with the uh, beeswax candles. Like I said, each one is um, a pillar. It's mm-hmm. very hard to find those in glass right now. And we're not selling the glass part because we figured that everyone can get their own little glass yeah. holder. Oh, yeah. But um, we also sell, um, you know, the images in the book Yes, that I drew that were the candle wraps, the squares. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Those are cool. Those are available on our website made as stickers. All oh. you have to do is wrap them around a tr standard um, sanctuary little, candle. Like those? Yep. Okay. They cool. fit on the small kind that you can you get from like the grocery store or yeah. the Dollar Tree. And they also the larger ones you tend to find in metaphysical stores, it'll fit. And oh. so, so it's everything that I describe is like right there um, and a made available. We've got, um, oops, my earbud is fell out. We got all kinds of things on there mm -hmm. and we will have more. We're working on it. So oh. um, anyway, the, um, that's all that is, it may not all be on the website right this minute, but it will be soon. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have all four elements. It'll all in, in spirit as goddess and God, they'll all be ready by uh, July when we go to Mystic South, which is a, a conference in Atlanta, third week of July, we're vending down there. So we'll oh, have cool. it all ready by then. And that should mean that it's ready for everyone to start come Samhain and then they'll just be there. Oh, man. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be easy for folks to find what they want. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking is that I know it's a way it's going to go fast. The summer, unfortunately, always just goes, it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but I was thinking in our coven, our online coven, that we could go through this book together once Samhain Yay. hits. We'll just go through the book together so we can all process all of this together and have each other as support when we're doing it. So for everybody that's a coven member, um, this book. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that lots of folks will choose to do that. I may oh, even, yeah. um, I was thinking about, I don't know how many people even use Facebook anymore, but I find it easy to do groups and that's then it, it could be a discussion, a discussion thing. Yeah. That's where our coven communicates too. Yeah. It's easier. Um, I tried Patreon, but I don't know if it's just because I'm quit it. Sorry. Chihuahua. I don't know if it's just because I'm too old. I don't understand it, but I just, I find Facebook groups a little bit easier to, to communicate with everybody. So that's where we will be doing it. So, and, and yeah, I highly recommend this book for anybody it, beginners on up. Like I learned things in this book um, and I found insights into my own practice and holes in my own practice that, that this book filled or is filling. I'm going to, I just, of course, I, I want to go through it in the timeline as you, as it's meant mm -hmm. to be done. But for the purpose of the interview, I did read it front to back. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Well, no, I, there's still a lot of just information embedded yes. in those back chapters. Um, then yes. the spells are just a separate sort of thing. Yes. I it especially is. hope to, to hear how people feel about the spells. You know, I, the third working in each section. Mm -hmm. The, the, I loved all of it. And there's so much integration in this, but like there is like the part of them. I was like, oh God, there's math. The, the <laughs> that I'm like, no, I'm an air. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of water. I'm a lot of emotion. <laughs> I saw, I saw terrible at math and I saw the, 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 I just saw the little bit and I'm like, Oh God, no, the golden ratio and the pentagram at first. I was like, Oh, I'm never going to be able to understand that. But I did. So if anybody's yeah, it's, just, it's understandable, I, I could do it. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, the, um, the, this, the calculating the planetary hours is also intimidating yes. with some people and they're like yes. do you really do that and I'm like there's an app for that baby you don't yes there's <laughs> apps for this stuff so don't worry about it's, it but there's so much there's I will reread this and probably see things that I did not see the first time 
So I cannot wait to to do this with a group of people, you know. Well, I am very interested in um, your experience and the feedback from a group and in person. I would love to know that sort of thing. Oh, yes. We will definitely update you. And I cannot wait for the other books. I am like a book hoarder and I will devour books, especially if they're in a, in a series. So I cannot wait for the others. <laughs> I will be like waiting now. <laughs> now, which I don't know if I'm just waiting for the the obsession to strike or what I've had a hard time getting back into that original manuscript I don't know that it's the right time but it is supposed to be in first draft this summer so I better get get busy um but it is the deep dive into um the feminine divinity right underworld the intuition Mm -hmm. the um the inner workings that go with lunar cycles oh cool and I think I think it's going to be a lot more about, well, the plan is to make it a lot more about divination styles. It will continue the elemental stuff though, because you know, the moon is in an earth sign, the sun is in a water sign. I mean, all those things are important. So it will be integrating it that way, but also exploring different kinds of divination as a means of honing Mm -hmm. your relationship with yourself and you're bringing out your and I mean this for everybody, regardless of your sex or primary gender identity, yeah. we all need to work on our feminine. Yeah. And then the next year we'll all get to work on our masculine, you know, Perfect. and, and the projective thinky bits and, mm-hmm. and community. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping that I can actually get my brain to do it. I'm, I'm ADHD. Same. Same. And that, that is both a superpower and a super curse. So. Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just run with the chaos. As soon as chaos happens, I just like, all right, let's capitalize on this before it's gone. Mm, that's <laughs> right. And then who needs eating and sleeping and hygiene? We'll just go. <laughs> yep. I just go and go until I'm completely spent. And then we start the cycle over. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, but thank you so much. I I have enjoyed this so much. I enjoyed talking to you. I enjoyed this book. Um, So everybody, please check out the show notes and the groups for all of the links so that you can go buy this book. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure tonight. Thank you. I want to thank Heron for coming on the show and for sharing all of that amazing information and for chatting with me for an over an hour. I really, really appreciate it. And I had seriously the most amazing time. It was like amazing start to my day. Um, So thank you so much. Um, Please, everyone, go check out her book. I will, as I said before, I'm going to link everything in the show notes, put it in the groups so that you guys can check it out. We are going to be doing this in our coven in in the the fall like we had mentioned like she had mentioned earlier that's like when you started as Samhain so that's I just think that'd be really cool to do that with the entire coven and to to, to go through that all together so if you would like to do that join the coven at uh, witchywomanpodcast.com get the book at her website we're gonna link everything I, I just think it'd be a lot of fun to do this together thank you so much for listening and I guess, I guess that's all I have <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's it. So stay witchy. Bye-bye.